Hey, this is episode 14 of the You Evolve Buffalo podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff and Joe, and today we're going to talk about other contributing factors toward your health, focusing on sleep today. This will be one of a series of podcasts, which will pick different topics that are health contributors, but we're going to focus on sleep today, since we're both feeling like we can use a little extra sleep, as I'm sure um, we are not the only ones. So... First and foremost, why is sleep so important to overall health? From a fitness point of view, um, I'll take the lead on why it's important for, uh, from a fitness perspective, is that it's where all your recovery comes from, from the exercise that you do. So when you are engaging in physical fitness, you're breaking the body down. We covered this extensively in episode 13 on how to build muscle. So as you're creating the stress in the micro damage to the muscles and the tissue and, and the bone and everything that you're using during your exercise session, we have to make sure that there is a period of recovery so there's proper adaptation to the exercise. And most of those processes occur during sleep. That is your greatest window of both recovery, repair, and growth, which is the most important thing. That's when your hormones are optimized. You have a, a great uh, increase in growth hormone overnight. Um, this is where your metabolism is going to be, even if, so even if it's something as far as like weight loss, if you are on a, uh, a diet that puts you in a caloric deficit, you will notice that when you weigh yourself in the morning, if it's after, say, a short night's sleep where the quality isn't so good, say five, six hours of restless sleep as compared to, say, seven or eight hours of high-quality sleep, there you can see a marked difference um, on the scale on, on almost like a, a very fluctuating daily basis. Now, that doesn't mean that you say it's a one-pound difference. It's not saying that you lost a pound of body fat overnight. Um, a lot of times that might just be during that rest period, you expel a lot of fluid through your breath. You yeah. So that's going to bring your weight down. You might have gotten up, yeah, gotten up in the middle of the night one extra time to use, use the restroom. It could be a lot of things, but you will definitely find a trend that over time, if the sleep quality and duration, those are two separate things that both need to be intact, you will see greater if weight loss is your goal or changing your body composition saying trying to improve your muscle mass while uh, shedding body fat you will see a trend over time that with quality and duration of sleep that you'll be able to move quicker toward that goal even for a pure strength perspective uh, if your body is able to recover it's going to be able to perform better in the gym the next day. Those are from a fitness perspective. Well, and also where, just having the energy. I mean, if you don't get enough sleep, you don't have quite the amount of energy even to get through the workout. Well, if, if, if somebody was to refer back to episode uh, number 13, the, the one that I, I already referenced, the one thing that I really try to emphasize, it's not what you can do in the gym. 
It's what can you recover from mm -hmm. in the gym? If you, you can do the most amazing workout, but you, if you don't have the ability to recover from it, then you're not going to get the gains from it. You know, you're not going to get the full benefit, whether it's um, cardiovascularly, whether it's strength or body composition. So remember, it's always what can you recover from? And your number one tool, I would say maybe number two tool, I would always put nutrition first. And then your second best uh, uh, tool would be, I think, recovery through quality sleep and duration. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing. And then I think, um, this will say when it comes to the mental health aspect of things, um, when you're short on sleep, you're going to be a little bit more irritable, a little less patient. Did you just look at me? I feel like you cited that to me there. I don't th I think actually <laughs> it, okay. it was more of an apology <laughs> because oh. maybe that's, maybe that's me right now. Um, but you'll, I know definitely for me, I, and I don't know too many people, but, um, when you do get a good amount of good quality sleep, um, you're, you're a little bit more patient, um, you know, as you go through the day, whether it's with coworkers or kids or family, whatever it be. Um, and just, I know when I don't get enough sleep too, I get a little bit uh, more emotional easier. I feel like, no, I just got sidetracked. I did have a look more but I know that I get a little bit more emotional. Um, I take things a little bit more personally. I'm a little bit more sensitive. Um, and that's just me. Sometimes I, you know, on the other end, I think sometimes, like I said, if you look at people will get a little bit more irritable, you're more inclined to be snappy, which then also in turn could potentially affect your relationships. Sure. Right? It can create a, a stress. And then as we know, <clears throat> That'll be a whole other one, but the stress, yeah. Yeah, which can cascade into, um, you know, uh, less optimal health. Yeah. Right? If you're always in this, like, systemic uh, state of uh, acute stress. Yeah, or just feeling, I mean, you know, like I said, of feeling irritable. It's not good for your mental health if you're constantly feeling that irritability, sensitivity, you know, all the things that I just... Absolutely. So what can, where's, what can, uh, uh, and, and I think people, you might even be more, um, and I can, I can go like one day without high quality sleep and duration, but if I get two days in a row, I'm, I'm done. All those things that you just said, ornery, my appetite definitely changes. Yeah. That was one thing. The next thing I just was going to touch on because I, I wake up and I feel like, you know, and it's probably more of an emotional mm -hmm. response rather than, you know, you might not necessarily need more, require more food or nutrition, but your body just is craving maybe energy. So you want to throw some energy, more coffee into the system. It could be caffeine. Um, it, you might just need something to give yourself a little dopamine hit. So yeah. you feel more up yeah. because you're so worn the down. Eat, the eating your feelings type of concept to, just, an ex, to an extent. To an extent, yeah. 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 yeah, you're just looking for something to pick you up yeah. um, to get you get you through the day. And then if that carries on day after day, after day, week after week. And it becomes habitual too is the other problem. And that can lead to a whole host of things, including, you know, uh, less than optimal body composition, your, you know, acute awareness and mental health and all those things you know the issues that can 
come along with certain nutrition or lack De of nutrition deficiencies. deficiencies yeah. yeah. So, um, so how, what, um, give you give me one way uh, to try to manage and rather than just keep telling everybody the, get some the negative, side. yeah, side to it. How would you go about, um, give me one way to improve one's sleep? So I would say probably the biggest one, and this is, seems to be at least in recent times, one of the biggest ones is shutting down the devices about an hour or so before bedtime. I would say, and that includes your phone, that includes the television, um, any type of screen. I know that I've seen you turn around our alarm clock because that just the, the light in your face. But when it comes to the bigger things like those, I would say try to shut those down about an hour or so ahead of time before you are getting ready for bed so that we can set up a little bit of a routine, but also so you're not getting um, all of the blue light in your face. And also, especially with social media or just media in general, um, you kind of feel like you get inundated with what could potentially be stressors and they get your mind going in possibly a negative way. Um, so by taking a step back, putting the devices down, giving yourself in, um, an opportunity to actually set up a routine, which I guess maybe I gave one and a half here because I feel That's like right. setting up a routine would be probably the next or part of that. But um, giving yourself a chance to set up a, a routine so you get into the habit of, and your body knows like, all right, the phone goes away. I go take a shower, I brush my teeth, I wash my face, I read for 20 minutes, time for bed. So just as a quick rundown. So besides the blue light that comes from the phone, and, and there's ways to mitigate that, I believe a lot of the phones are able to change the, the light on your screen. So that yeah. would be one thing, switching it to a red light rather than blue. Uh, they sell special eyewear that you can wear that are blue blockers <laughs> that can, can help nice with that. Um, but besides the light, the other, which I think is personally the more uh, deleterious component of using a device screen and, and whatnot, it can even be the television, um, is the way it makes you feel. So I notice, I usually do in the morning, I definitely do some um, social media reading, get caught up on my news, and I usually put a podcast on in the morning as I'm getting ready for work, trying to keep up on some you know different topics. But if I get into, say, say I go on Instagram, and a couple of these news outlets maybe that I follow, once in a while they'll show videos of uh, uh, crime, like the, where you see the people on the subway getting cold cocked out of nowhere, somebody's just standing there, and somebody's getting mugged, or they catch it on, on film. You know, something like a violent, something violent like that. It, and I'm sure everybody's seen these things, right? New news things, somebody's, you know, getting their purse stolen or whatever, they're on a subway and a fight breaks out. I can feel myself, I feel like I'm in that, that subway car with them. I can, if you catch yourself, I'm getting tight, I'm squeezing, I'm tensing up. I'm like, I'm bracing for the impact. I want somebody to hit the person back, you know, so I can feel it grip my emotions and pull me in to that short little video. And that's no way, that's not how I want to start my morning. 
Right. You know, I'm, I'm trying to relax. I'm trying to do everything to mitigate that. And if you're doing that before you're going to bed and you're scrolling and you come across anything like that, or maybe even just any topic or subject matter that gets you riled up, you know, it doesn't have to be a visual conflict. It could be, you know, the verbal conflict, people arguing on social media or in the comment section anything whatever would trigger you if you stop and try to take inventory of how you feel how you physically feel when you're seeing these things you may pick up on that and be like whoa i'm i'm getting tense here yeah for no reason i think that's a whole other one in the series too is um what you ingest, but this is relative, obviously, because to the sleep it, beforehand. Yeah, right? it's going. It's going to definitely um, interfere with your sleep. Yeah, you're not going to get re- the wheels turned in too. Sure, you're not in a relaxed state, which you're going to be able to. Bring, it's that fight. You get that fight or flight response. You get that little adrenaline rush, and that's going to be hard to come down from and, and get into a a good state of mind for quality sleep. So I think that's even bigger than than the light issue. Although, besides the blue light from the screen, any light, like you said, I don't even like when the light's on in the hallway and it's creeping through the door, under the door, the side of the door. I, I turn the other way. I try not to. It, it, it bothers me. Because go, it goes against what your natural circadian rhythm would be. Of course. Even uh, you know, a, a street light you know, coming through an outside window, even if you have the shades or curtains aren't shut all the way, you're getting that little bit of light. That can be, first, some people probably they just, you know, everybody treats it differently. I'm just saying, I think I'm a little more sensitive to that. I really should be wearing um, something over my eyes. We have one. Yeah, but you know, you steal it, the girls steal it, can't find it. The dog steals it. Through 10 of them, they they disappear similar to socks. socks. Yeah. Yeah. Probably with the socks. They're in the dryer somewhere. They're probably on a party somewhere. <laughs> All the socks and the uh, the, eye, the nighttime yeah, eye masks. Yeah. Um, so you're having a good time because it's costing a fortune. So sleep, uh, I mean light, would be, I think, pretty high up on the list for, for most people. You might not even realize it that, you know, getting into a very dark cave-like um sleep area making your bedroom uh, so you're not being inundated with with an exterior light i think can be very very helpful Mm -hmm. um the um the diffuser i think could be can be helpful too maybe once you know uh, with with some good quality oils uh the distilled water the quality oils yeah you know if you find the right combination that might be something that can help relax you and get you into a lavender cedar wood those ones are pretty yeah pretty calming yeah there's i know you, you have a whole host of them up there yeah um, but what you know you find what works for you i'm sure it's not very difficult to find yeah, out which ones are more conducive sure for relaxing it's, yeah, it's preferential because lavender is um, supposed to be something that it's got a, a whole slew of, of benefits and other things from from helping burns. But it's supposed to be helpful when you're trying to relax and go to sleep. But for someone like my sister who can't stand the smell of it, it's not going to be very relaxing for her. So, you have everybody's going to have to kind of build their, their thing, their own you know sleep plan. 
Um, I think uh, I think apps. There's certain apps out there which are extremely helpful, like meditative apps. Some are just like white noise. Some might just be like you know a crackling fire or water running or an ocean. Uh, the chimes, you know, the wind with the chimes. You know, finding something, um, rain. Uh, or some combination of, of those can be very relaxing. Uh, there's also some apps that will talk you into sleep, mm -hmm. you know, kind of get you, trying to talk you I down. Yeah, yeah. A relaxing, mm -hmm. getting you to relax the muscles. A lot of times I'm going head to toe, trying to take inventory of your muscles and how you're breathing to make sure that you're breathing deep into the belly and not just short chest breathing so when you're when you're breathing you're dropping the diaphragm even if you just laid on your stomach in bed and put one hand on your abdominals you want to feel those you know your hand rise up and down if that's not happening you're, you're just you know chest breathing shallow yeah there's actually good. there's actually breathing and i know that the one for anxiety and i think i don't know if it's the same one for sleep but you breathe in on a four hold it for a seven count and then exhale for eight. That's, that's not easy to do. No, but part of it is, is that it gets you to slow down your breathing. It helps you stop because you're then focusing just on the breathing and the counts and it gets your, your brain to slow down. Um, but it, it just slows down your entire breathing pattern, which then is going to help promote sure, more peaceful sleep. Too. There's the Wim Hof method, uh, which is an app. There's a Wim Hof app. Uh, he's most known for doing the cold showers and the ice say, baths. Is this the ice bath guy? Yeah, but he has his own style of uh, breathing too for relaxation. Because in order to do things like the ice baths and the cold showers and uh, to be outside in the snow, you know, with bare skin, you have to be able to get into a relaxed state of breathing. So he couples the breathing because it's more conducive for his, his the cold work that he does, the cold exposure. But it's great for sleeping also. So you can do breathing apps. You can do sound apps. You can do white noise apps. There's different uh, apps that do different frequencies. You know, uh, 420 megahertz, 530 megahertz. There's different things like that. And you might find that um, one works better for you than others. And... Each frequency is supposed to, they usually explain what the frequency is supposed to stimulate or relax, you know, either way. And I've fallen asleep to some and woken up and, you know, I fell asleep okay, but when I woke up and that frequency's going, I did not like how I felt. So I've had to change the frequency, like almost like, almost like not nightmarish might be too strong of a term, but I've woken up and like, oof, I didn't, I didn't, and, and then, you know, my paranoid self is like, did they switch the frequency on me? <laughs> like, after a certain amount of time, like, I fell asleep to one thing, and then they switched it on me. Well, Whole conversation. You know. <laughs> What's that called when they have the sound, but then in the background, there's the subliminal messaging? Well, that's kind of what it is. It's just a, it's <laughs> yeah. a frequency, and I, yeah. I felt like they, like I got duped on the frequency, but you can play with those. I um, think the key with that is if you are going to do that, Again, make sure it's going to be for a duration that you're not fiddling with your phone. Make sure yeah, the they, lights off and put it away. I think some of them go 10 hours. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get them on YouTube for free. Uh, med meditative Minds is a really good one. Um, on your phone, there's free apps. You can pay for them. And then 
Uh, I do have one that's partially free, and then if you wanted to buy more and add on, it's called, <clears throat> oh, geez, I think it's called, uh, is it Meditative Minds? I can't remember the exact name of it, but I found one where it's actually, it goes by subject, and there's like maybe 50 subjects. Um, and then there are within those several different uh, meditations with different people. So you might want some people's voices are more soothing mm -hmm. than others. So that's true. You, you, you know, I have some of my favorites who I almost don't care what the guy is saying. I just like listening to him. You know, um, Joseph Goldstein is, is one of them. I love all his, his stuff. Like really, um, and, and some of the stuff could be anything from um, learning how to forgive other people, forgiving yourself, um, anything. There's things like with alcoholism or drug rehab and all kinds of subjects. But so whatever maybe you might be struggling with or you think is, you know, you're ruminating on, you know, you can find something that maybe you can, help you settle your mind on that topic yeah. to help get you to sleep there's a lot there's a lot of good resources out there in that that sense yeah just you, you but you have to be proactive and, and try to find them yeah you know um yes next one melatonin I wasn't going to say melatonin. I was going to say cap, cut the caffeine off. Oh but yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. We'll, oh, 100%, 100 I think that we that's got to go first. I think that the caffeine um I got to cut it off by noon and I have to be careful. And I think I might've even over have overdone it today because I'm like hitting the wall early, but, um, you, I, and I know some people are more caffeine sensitive. I know people that like my mother can drink a cup of coffee and then an hour later be going to bed. I don't know how she does it. It's incredible. Um, but I would be, I'm up wired. So I have to cut it off. I would say usually by noon, um, and I think that that gives me at least a pretty decent window for everything to kind of peer off. So with caffeine, everybody has cell receptors and that's why everybody has different responses to caffeine as far as how it affects them because it's how your body uptakes the caffeine. Very similar to like creatine. So a lot of times creatine isn't very effective for women. They just don't have the same amount of cell receptors that will uptake the creatine so i've had a lot of ladies try creatine does nothing for them don't like it um some do some don't some have mixed results men generally have a you know pretty consistent um response to creatine but the same thing with caffeine that's probably like in the case of your mother she might her receptor sites for whatever reason doesn't mean it's a bad thing doesn't mean it's a good thing it's just it the way she's wired yeah. um doesn't have the same effect now I was uh, I was training with my men's group just this last Sunday, and one of the, one of the guys, uh, guy, Ed, great guy, he he always we start at eight thirty, so he's there at eight thirty six, always just pulling in. So he's like, anybody talk to Ed? Is he going to be? Because he travels a lot too, so something. But he usually gives me a heads up. Hey, I'm not going to be here next week, whatever. But it, it seems like every week I'm with it. Hey, anybody talk? Anybody talk to Ed? Is he coming? Oh yeah, yeah, he should be here. As soon as I say that, he's in the parking lot. Well, this week he was about three minutes early, right? So he he called, he pulls in, and one of the other guy goes, "Ed, you still got five minutes. What are you doing?" Right? <laughs> so 
we're chit-chatting a little bit and he's like, yeah, you know, I just, I hate getting up in the morning. I'm just not a morning person. I wish I was. I'm like, I'm like, well, what, what time do you have to work in the morning? What's your regular schedule? And he has to go from the South Downs to the North Downs, whatever. He said, I'm just, I'm up too late. He goes, I wish I was a morning person. But I, sometimes I don't fall asleep till two o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. Because I was up till, you know, one o'clock last night, two o'clock. I'm like, geez, I, I, I couldn't do that. He's like, I just can't fall asleep. So I'm like, did you, you know, the, did you try this? Did you try that? You know, everything that we're talking about. Make a long story short, we're into the workout. I'm thinking, what can I suggest to, to help this guy out? So he's laying on the bench and he's getting ready to, to lift. And I think I asked him, hey, have you ever tried melatonin or CBD oil or anything like that? He goes, yeah, the problem is he goes, I, I work out when I get home from work. He goes, I think I get, I'm amped up then. And it's, you know, it's like yeah. seven, eight o'clock and it's hard for me to wind down. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I can see that. He goes, yeah, I take all that pre-workout stuff. Oh my I'm god! Like, oh god! There I'm it like, is. I'm like, well, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't say that before. That's a key point. Yeah, that stuff. That pre <laughs> like, Ed, that's we your, found it. That's your problem. Yeah, that stuff will get you. Jacked There's up, no way yeah. you're falling asleep. Falling asleep. No, that's the whole point. Is that it gets you jacked up and yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know. God, that's funny. I, I know. I know. I gotta work on that. But whatever. So that falls into the caffeine the stimuluses yeah and oh work gosh, working out or running or even doing cardio work could get you pretty stimulated and amped up and that could be hard to come down from i mean that's yeah. what it does that's one of the benefits of it mm -hmm. it gives you energy you know you'll eventually come down after the workout and if it's really intense I and mean, you'll be wiped out you're gonna want to just you know veg veg right out right but watch Watch those drinks, those energy drinks. And put it this way, I was just, we have, um, I have over at the gym these drinks, the, the Bang energy drinks. And I'm, I'm looking at them, I'm like, man, I can't find the, the caffeine content. It's 200 or 300 milligrams. It's 300. Yeah, I know. So I the, the regular ice, well, it's on there. It's written it's so small, small I couldn't read yeah. it. It says, don't give the kids under 18, 300 milligrams. That's like, three plus cups of coffee yeah so the regular ice drinks 100 milligram energy celsius is 200 milligrams holy cow yeah 300 it's bang for a reason so you, you make sure you're you're checking out what you're and even with your regular coffee depends how you brew it depends on the blend yeah the light, medium, and dark roast, the different roasts of it, right? Yeah, the lighter actually has more caffeine. Everybody thinks the dark roasts are the heavy caffeinated ones. It's the exact opposite. The lighter the roast, the higher the caffeine content. It actually had the, the longer and the darker you roast it, you're actually burning off the, the caffeine content. I don't know a lot about bean roasting, but I do know that that's how it works. And if you plant them, that's what you get. Plant beans, you grow beans. Mm -hmm. Um, with that said, if you then can kind of rein that in and make sure you're monitoring your caffeine and or any other kind of, you know, stimulus going in, then you can maybe consider a melatonin, a CBD oil or something that's, you know. I usually like to keep those for like when I'm in a bind though, because just with anything, you don't want your body to become so reliant. I mean, even when I was sick and I was taking the NyQuil so I could sleep. 
then I found even though I was still coming off like even when I wasn't quite a hundred percent I feel like I came off of the, the quill and I felt like I still couldn't I couldn't get myself to wind down because I got myself in a routine and pattern of sure, medicating myself to sleep sure there's, even though I was exhausted but just to stop the coughing even if you were going to use like those uh, those Z's mm. which is basically it's nightful without the medicine part yeah, in it but, the medicine. but it has the, the knockout portion of it and if you don't give your if you don't get enough sleep you're going to wake up groggy just like you yeah. would if you did take NyQuil, if you ever took NyQuil and then got up and it's not out of your system, oh, it's a terrible feeling. It's yeah. absolutely terrible. So you have to be careful with those two. Even melatonin, if you take melatonin and you yeah. don't get enough sleep, I've taken it where I feel like I'm still drugged yeah. uh, from it. I can do the one and I've tried to do the two just because I wanted to be knocked out to get a good night's rest because I was just, you know, you just want the good night's sleep. Yeah. And I did get enough sleep and for whatever reason, just, it was too much for my body. Cause I was, I woke up and I, I don't want to say it felt worse than before I got sleep, but I definitely didn't feel like I got a good solid quality, good night's sleep. I felt like I was semi-stoned. Um, another thing, which, uh, which I, you know, I was just wearing last night is the mouth tape. So it's just a little piece of tape that you put on your lips. And even with my beard, it still can keep it closed and it forces you, which I generally breathe. It, it depends, but I generally breathe through my nose. I try to, but you fall asleep sometimes and mouths agape and you're just catching flies, catching flies through, and through the mouth. So this, it's just a gentle tape and it's not like you can't breathe. It even has a little hole in there. There's holes on the side. So you could breathe through your mouth if you wanted to. And if you really just, open your mouth hard it's not gonna I feel like it makes me feel claustrophobic just talking about it you know i took it off in the middle of the night i felt like i i had it on long enough and and then i just i just took it off and I, I don't know what time it was but most of the night i wore it and i thought it worked pretty good i yeah. i i you're meant to breathe through your nose and there is a fantastic book called breathe which I would highly recommend, which uh, a couple of these fellas, what they did was they had things implanted in their nose to, so they couldn't breathe, force them to mouth breathe for like six months at a time. And they recorded all their vital signs and all their cognitive functions and all kinds of stuff, data. And they were showing what a terrible it's, effect. Every, every terrible. It has an effect on um, teeth? your mouth health. Yes. Yeah. With children, the development of your jaw, uh, development of your teeth, like I said, the bacteria. Ugh. You want to make sure that that air is being warmed. You have a nose for a reason. That nasal passage is for breathing. The mouth is for eating. Um, so that that can be. That can be a game changer. So I'm going to continue to experiment with that, but I think um, I think there's something to it, and it's definitely worth exploring. Um, I feel like we're missing a big one, but I can't. Oh, so this is another thing, and just as a tip, and this is something that I have that I will do. I don't actually very often wake up in the middle of the night, not to go to the bathroom. Just I don't. But every once in a while, I do. 
And for whatever reason, there's times that when I do, that I cannot for the life of me fall back asleep. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm mostly literally like I'm gone. You could come sweep away the house and I wouldn't have a clue. I'd wake up and say, we're not in Kansas anymore. But every once in a while I wake up and then I don't know what happens that my mind gets reeling and I cannot fall asleep. So what they say is that if that happens, that you should actually get up and relocate yourself. Like go lay on the couch, go lay somewhere else for 20 minutes and kind of a change of scenery is supposed to help you get back to sleep. So I've tried it a couple times because like I said, it doesn't happen often, but like the one Friday and the Saturday I woke up, it was 10 after one. And then all of a sudden, you know, the clock, it's like, it's one thirty, one fifty, And by the time I was like, I can't, I, I've been, I've been sitting here for so long and then I'm contemplating, well, I got to be up at about quarter to five, five o'clock. Do I really just get up now? Oh my God, I will not make it through the day. Um, so by then I got up, I went back, I went downstairs, I laid on the couch and I think I fell asleep within about 20 minutes. If you do, if you're someone that does tend to get up uh, a lot in the middle of the night because you have to go to the bathroom, what you can try is a drink element, uh, the element salt packets, the electrolyte sodium packets. You drink one of those as a thousand milligrams of sodium. Now, normally you would do something like that, like pre-workout, especially if you're sweating a lot. It's to keep your electrolyte balance. It's supposed to be good right in the morning too, right? It, it could, yeah. It, I don't think there's really a bad time to take it, but if you wanted to try to prevent the getting up in the middle of the night to use use the bathroom, you drink one of those about an hour before you go to bed, or you know, I would say about an hour. And because it has all that sodium in it, you're going to retain all that fluid until the morning, and then you'll just get up once and, and go to the bathroom. Yeah. And that's it works. Yeah. It definitely works. Or if you can help it, maybe try to cut off your fluids a little bit on Some, the earlier side too. But I mean, if you're thirsty, you're thirsty. I mean, I'm not suggesting going to bed dehydrated either. Yeah. I, I'm just saying some people it's chronic. I, I'm, I'm up and down a lot during the night, but I also take in a lot of fluid too. But if I, if I'm like, listen, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't have this tonight. I got to get, I need to get down and sleep drink one of those and that that definitely helps um i had one more um oh geez how did that just just elude me that's gonna drive me crazy um what were you saying before that it was all about relocating yeah relocating like going from down to the couch i mean i've actually had people say that they've gone for like a 10 minute walk and it actually helped Oh, um, well, I, I feel like that would just wake me up more. Possibly, yeah. Um, if you are especially, and this might be for anybody, but especially if it's somebody is dieting, like hard, restrictive dieting, a lot of times you'll wake up in the middle of the night because your blood sugar drops. So when your blood sugar drops too low, it, it will nudge you. Your body will wake you up because oh yeah. it's trying to tell you, hey, blood sugar's down, get up and eat something. Now, obviously you don't want to eat if you're, you know, dieting, Yeah. but then it's hard to fall back asleep. So what you can do is a tablespoon of honey before you go to bed. 
because that's going to stabilize your blood sugar and really, and also it's not going to give you the insulin spike. So it's going to turn into, because uh, it's fructose. So that's going to get processed through the liver. You're not going to get the insulin spike as if you took just straight sugar, like glucose. Um, and because it's in your liver and it's going to take you know a few hours for it to run itself through because you're not being active, you're sleeping. So it's not like you're going to burn right through it. That'll keep it, prevent your body from. I forgot about that part when it, from when I competed. I don't think I slept a full night of sleep in the last probably at least a month. Yeah, that was the worst. So that, that, that part of it. That's <laughs> that's that's one way. Uh, if that in, is indeed in the case, but that's usually when if you're doing a very restrictive diet for for a period of time, but nevertheless can be very very helpful. So you need to have a lot of uh, protocols. We like we always say tools in the toolbox. So you can always it's there's always something that can be something if you take a look at it. There's something maybe that could be changed or swapped or reorganized, recalibrated. And again, I think that. Again, that's where it's helpful to be working with somebody. Or you may just need to really take a long, hard look at your schedule and say, you know what? I got your a lifestyle. shitty schedule. And it's a lot of it might be self-imposed. And it's, it's yeah. like, you got to do something about it. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, lifestyle is going to be a big thing too when it comes to, I mean, you can't be up out partying three, four, five nights out of the week and expect that you're going to get a good night's rest either. Even oh. if, even when you, even if you were to go to bed early, if you're like go to happy hour and go to bed at like a semi-reasonable time, your body still is not in a state of rest because it's metabolizing the alcohol. So you're not getting good quality sleep. Oh. You're getting buzzed sleep, I guess. I, is a good way to put it. I, I don't, what's, well, for lack of a better, excuse me, lack of a better term, we'll call it buzzed buzzed sleep because I don't think there's any way you can quantify for every person what the exact amount of alcohol would have to be to be a disruptor like at what yeah point no it goes back to what what level somebody is then intoxicated that's going to be your all the factors that you learned about in health class so for lack of a better term we'll call it buzzed sleep if and, and I think everybody can kind of relate to that they it is said that whatever sleep you had. So even if you had eight hours and you were in that buzzed state, you would have to chop that in half and it would be the equivalent of four quality hours of sleep. If it was six hours, it would be three. If it was five, it would be two and a half. So, I mean, imagine that even, you know, cause a lot of times it's up with that buzz sleep comes with a late night. If it is coupled with an early morning, you can really be in for some, you know, ass dragging the next day. Hanging. Say the least. Yeah. Hanging low. So another thing to watch for that. I feel like I'm missing one. We'll just have to maybe put it in the show notes here because I can't. There are no show notes. There's no show notes. No, you didn't have it? No. I just... what, are you slipping in show notes? I don't know about. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, but we will continue on the next episode where we'll, we'll talk about different factors that will either contribute or take away from overall health. Okay. 
Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you all on the next one.